Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Come in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Hey, Patriots, this episode of the Steve Bannon Podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. And let me tell you, folks, if there's one thing I hate, it's going to the post office. Because no matter how many times you wear a disguise, the guy behind the counter always recognizes me from the wanted posters. For God's sake, I tell you, folks, you ship your cousin one military-grade landmine for his use. And the next thing you know, the blue shirts are treating you like a peace-loving Muslim-American family. Yet another example of government intrusion into the lives of private citizens. So join me in bankrupting the U.S. Postal Service for what they did to me and sign up for Stamps.com today using the offer code CUCK. That's right. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and use the offer code CUCK. That's C-U-C-K, CUCK. All right, let's start the show. I like him. He's a good man. Uh, he is not a racist. I can tell you that. He's a good person. He actually gets a very unfair press in that regard. He's a good person, and I think the press treats him, frankly, very unfairly. Street Fighter Steve Bannon. So what you can... the pizza gate ah oh, hey everybody welcome to the first ever episode of the steve bannon podcast i uh uh, uh what uh what uh, uh, ah! oh god oh oh sorry i started recording from the top of my stairs Oh, 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 hey, hey, everybody. It's the Steve Bannon podcast. I'm Steve Bannon, your host. Uh, you might remember me as the editor of the extreme right wing site Breitbart News uh, or as chief strategist to uh, the president of the United States, Donald, Donald J. Trump, which I was up until about a month ago when I a uh, month and a half, I guess. And then I, uh, you know, as happens to people, sometimes I was let go. I was let go. I was unceremoniously fired. I didn't, uh, you know, I, I, I expected a ceremony when I was fired. Some people get fired, they have a big ceremony, they have a big goodbye party. Them and the, uh, them and the security guy walking them out have a nice chat. Where the security guy's like, I don't know what they, what they were thinking, you and me, we had some good times together. And you're like, this is quite the ceremony. So I was let go, and I didn't know what to do. And I got to say, I got farther than I ever could have imagined. I was the architect of a lot of Donald Trump's platform and message, and then I lost it all in a moment. But, you know, I, I went back to my uh, my house, wherever it is I live, because let's remember, folks, I'm registered to vote in more than one state. And, in fact, if you look up where does Steve Bannon live on Google... You will find only a series of articles from very reputable sources asking that very same question and not providing an answer. And I guarantee you we will live to see the day where the president releases his tax returns, probably under subpoena. 
but we will still not know where I spend most of my time. Anyway, I was in my garage one morning, sucking down my seventh Bloody Mary away from prying eyes. And I realized the way has been prepared for me. I thought to myself, what happened the last time an egomaniac with questionable facial hair lost his job, started hanging out in his garage? What did he do? He started a podcast out of that garage. And that podcast became WTF with Mark Marin. So that's exactly what this show is going to be. I'm going to interview some people from my past, talk for way too long about what's going on with me. And I don't know, play a little guitar. Maybe I'll play a little guitar at the end. The other is, look, one thing about being retired now. From the White House, that is. I'm still very busy. But I get to go to Guitar Center anytime I want. And the thing is, my uh, my dress uniform with like that's that's uh it's a suit jacket over mesh shorts. You'd be surprised how well I fit in at Guitar Center. I should also mention that this episode is a pilot for the Earwolf Podcast Network. Yeah. Because like Sean Spicer before me, it's only a matter of time before I'm accepted into the mainstream media establishment, no matter how extreme or repulsive my views. Anyway, Mark Marin is my inspiration. His show is called uh, WTF, which stands for What the Fuck. And ours uh, is called the Steve Bannon Podcast, but it will unofficially be called What the Fuck! And speaking of Mark Marin, I... Oh. Oh, God. I just shit my pants. This isn't a justcoffee.coop thing. I, I really just... I really just did. Oh, God. Jake, could you t- stop the, the tape, please? I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Oh, Christ. Hmm? Oh. No, I can just play another ad while I clean myself up. Okay, all right, thanks, Jake. Hey, folks, this episode of the Steve Bannon Podcast is brought to you by Bill O'Reilly's door-to-door vacuum sales. That's right, uh, Bill O'Reilly, another guy who recently lost his job uh, uh, for reasons uh, uh, much worse than mine, (laughs) at least now, uh... He's been selling vacuum cleaners door to door. And uh, I, I just want to tell you, if you live in a major metropolitan area, uh, 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 New York uh, uh, on the East Coast, New York, Philadelphia, Boston, uh, Jersey City, Hoboken, main, a lot of the New Jersey suburbs, uh, then you, you should, if you have a knock on your door in the middle of the day, you should answer it because chances are it's Bill O'Reilly. That guy's got a van and he's got a lot of gas money. And you know what else he's got? A lot of vacuum cleaners that he's going to provide to you at wholesale. Now, if Bill O'Reilly knocks on your door and tries to sell you a vacuum, which is the only job he's really qualified for, I suggest you tell him you know me and say you have an offer code CUCK. That's C-U-C-K, the offer code CUCK. And he'll give you the same pitch he gives everybody else, which, of course, culminates in him saying, fucking thing sucks. Which is what you want from a vacuum, isn't it, folks? So when Bill O'Reilly knocks on your door to sell you a vacuum, you just say, I know Steve Bannon. Here's my offer code, cuck. He'll give you the spiel, shake your hand, and give you that thing at a discount of 2%. That's Bill O'Reilly's vacuum cleaner salesman. What's the offer code? Cuck. Ah, welcome back to the Steve Bannon podcast. Uh, I got a new pair of shorts on. Uh, these are bright red. These are bright red so everyone sees me coming in the gym. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, folks, but uh, I was recently on the, the Sean Hannity uh, uh, Fox News show, and I was complimented on how good I look since leaving the White House. And it's true, I've lost 12 pounds. I've lost 12 pounds. I've been going to the gym uh, that I call uh, uh, Crunch. 
fitness. And I lost all those 12 pounds. Uh, now, uh, this is usually the point where uh, Mark Marin talks about his cats. But I only have one cat in my life. That's Cat Dennings. Did you guys see this season of Two Broke Girls? It's it's just you you convince yourself that a stars can't shine brighter. And then they do. And they inspire you to keep going. Even when you've lost it all. Thank you, Cat. Thank you, Cat. So what's been going on since I left the White House? Well, I've been sending various Republican senators and congressmen the black spot from Treasure Island. I want to tell them, I want to say it, I, I want to say it loud, and I want to say it clear. We're coming for you. We're coming for you if you are a, a Republican in Congress and you are not enacting the president's agenda. We are coming for you. And by coming for you, I mean we are going to run someone against you in a primary that is way more extreme, uh, but I guess wears a flannel shirt to speeches so people identify with them. And they're going to win. They're going to win, and you're all going to be out of there. You're all going to be out of there. I'm a street fighter. Me and Sean Hannity, we're street fighters. What else is going on? I've made a lot of new friends since I left uh, the White House. I've been hanging out in uh, various communities in uh, the Bay Area sometimes, and uh a lot of my friends are deadheads. It, uh, it turns out that uh, 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 these hippies, I have a lot more in common with me than you would ever think. Uh, there's one thing you need to know about uh, deadheads and everyone like them. They are baby boomers first and lefties second. And now's the time when people are choosing alliances. And guess which one they've chosen. That's right. I don't really care for the music that much. Uh, uh. I could go without a 20-minute version of Dancing in the Street. But, I mean, uh, to be honest, the great, no matter what they did, the Grateful Dead are never going to be anywhere uh, near as good as Three Doors Down. We're going to be playing Three Doors Down throughout the show. And uh, Three Doors Down, coincidentally, is the exact phrasing of the anonymous tip I gave to ICE to get rid of my Puerto Rican neighbors. I've also been going to spin class. I've been working out. Get those 12 pounds gone. And it's only the beginning. And they, so I go to this spin class, right? Uh, I, uh, a spin cycle. thought it was called spin cycle. Turns out that's just a setting on my dryer. So I go to this spin class, and uh, they, they got all these little bikes set up, and people are just kind of uh, 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 chugging along. And they say, uh, they say I need the detox, uh, which is fine by me, because I've been drinking Beefeater out of an Evian bottle for four days at that point. A good health tip. They also said I needed to be more hydrated, which should be no problem because my no good stepson's been watering down the bottle of Tanqueray I keep in my toilet tank. Which I only noticed after wake after I woke up one morning and fewer than normal blood vessels had burst in my face. This episode of the Steve Bannon Podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that's the easiest way for you to make your blog, portfolio, online store, or any kind of website. And here's the best part. No coding experience required. Hell, I remember when I was helping launch the Breitbart News website, and they said I would need to know how to code. And I said, listen, buddy, the only code I follow is the one that says you leave one urinal between you and the next guy. So sign up today for Squarespace. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and enter the code CUCK. That's C-U-C-K, CUCK. There's another inside of me that you may never see. Hey, and welcome back to the Steve Bandit Podcast. Uh, I know uh, we're, 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 uh, we're talking about Mark Marin here, and uh, one thing that Mark Marin doesn't do that I, uh, I, I do want to do is uh, 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 segments. So every week, 
You know, I, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a media savvy guy. I've got my ear to the ground out there and I'm, I'm consuming a lot of things just like you. So, uh, we're going to talk about some of the pop culture stuff that I'm into, uh, these days. And, uh, uh, this is the, uh, first segment of Steve's Picks, which is not to be confused with my other segment, Ben and Binges, where I talk about what I'm watching on Showtime Anytime. I love Shameless. In fact, Bill Macy's character on Shameless is the inspiration for my hairstyle. I've been working on the rest. Lost 12 pounds since I left the White House. And it'll come one day. Anyway, Steve's Picks. This is where I tell you about a movie that's currently out in theaters that I saw. Uh, <laughs> that, I, that, I, <laughs> that I snuck into. Brought my dog. This week's in Steve Picks, Victoria and Abdul. I saw the trailer for this thing months ago, and I thought, this lady's sleeping at the dinner table. And it gave me a great idea. You ever, you guys ever, this is, you take this shark tank, take this shark tank. You know how uh, 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 people everywhere are obsessed with shark tank for some reason? Despite the fact that Mark Cuban is a known villain and uh, 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 that I, people like me, are who should be watching Shark Tank, everyone's obsessed with Shark Tank. And I want to say you are not allowed to take this idea. I think you start installing beds at dinner tables. And I realize that's why I love going to the hospital so much. I'm in bed. I got a little table. I eat there. I chomp down that applesauce. Yeah, I chomp it. I, Steve Bannon, bite applesauce. Anyway, if I go see Victoria and Abdul. It's a very, it's a touching story about a uh, uh, about an old white lady and a and a, a, a young Indian man. It's good. World Series time! Uh, the uh, somebody won last night. Uh, uh, who are you gonna root for? It's the it's uh, for those of you catching up. It's Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Houston Astros, and uh, the series just keeps tying up. It's back back and forth, Bing Bong Boom, just like a Three Doors Down album, Bing Bong Boom. That World Series. So who are you going to root for? Uh, post your comments on the, on the, on our website uh, uh, with your answer to the question. You're going to root for a city recovering from a disastrous hurricane or a city that serves as a sanctuary for hundreds of men like me? Houston or L.A., folks? Pick a side. It's me uh, here on the Steve Bannon podcast. That wraps up the, uh, Steve's picks for this week. Uh, uh, I, I, this is uh, me, Steve Bannon. If you're just joining us live, just joining us, uh, Steve Bannon, you might recognize me as the guy who looks like what Bukowski would have looked like if he'd lived. And look, I got a special guest coming up here. I mean, I, I, I made a big promise that's at the beginning that, uh, you know, Mark Marin uh, uh, talks to these people from his past and they have uh, very deep conversations. And and that's what we're going to be doing uh, 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 very soon. Uh, uh, my guest is uh, Anthony Scaramucci. Uh, today, uh, we'll be talking to Anthony very, very soon. Uh, I don't know. He seems like a good guy. Right. This is what Mark Marin says. I don't know. I seem like he's a good guy kind of throws up his hands before or after the interview takes place. But look, uh, both of us were, uh, uh, again, unceremoniously fired from the White House, and uh, we had a very public beef uh, for, the, uh, for the mere 10 days that he was there. So we're going to be getting into that uh, soon. So we're going to take a quick musical break, uh, and then we'll be back very shortly with Anthony Scaramucci here on the Steve Bannon Podcast. Don't go anywhere.
Okay, welcome back to the Steve Bannon podcast. I'm here for my first ever interview. You know him as the shortest serving communications director in White House history at 10 days. Please welcome to the uh, to the stage to the show. Anthony Scaramucci's in the studio. Hey, uh, how are you doing, Steve? Oh, I'm doing uh, uh, doing fantastic. I've lost 12 pounds. Since I, I know I can tell you look great. You look like you could you could slip through a laundry chute. Thank you. you know, I got stubble now. Yeah, I know. It's better than your just like general main of like, like just sauce stiffened beard that you usually have. Even I, Steve Bannon, am not immune to this trend among prominent men losing or otherwise leaving their positions that make them prominent and growing some kind of facial hair as a like, I'm doing fine because I can do this now and I couldn't before. It's the first thing you do. John Stewart did it. Uh, David Letterman, David perhaps Letterman David Letterman, who looks like Yusuf Islam now. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he converted and changed his name to Yusuf Islam. David Letterman comes on the TV, and I'm like, oh, I hope he plays Peace Train. <laughs> I see him, and I'm like, but where's Wilson? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Anthony, uh, see, we're already vibing. Yeah, we're listen, it's hard vibing. to say mad at you. I got to tell you, it's Look, hard to say mad at you, Anthony Scaramucci, uh, the Mooch. Why do they call you that? Why it's a, it's in your name, but it's a bad thing to be a mooch. Uh, listen, the lamestream media, when I came to prominence, they thought I was called the mooch because I eat the pizza crust right off your plate after saying I wasn't hungry and making you eat by yourself while I just watched. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I've been called it all my life. The real reason I'm, they call me the mooch is because uh, I fuck cows. Oh, well, that clears that up. Yeah. Let's get into our feud. Okay. One of the things you said to a reporter on the record you moron. You're a communications director, and you don't know what on the record means. This New Yorker reporter keeps saying to you, are you sure this is on the record? And you're like, what record are you talking about? Yeah, I thought I was like, get his book of world records, because I'm in there a couple times. Yeah. So one of the things you said, and I quote, I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own dick. Oh, my God. Come on, Steve. You said that. It was because I... the reporter kept asking about your many rib removals. Your well-documented surgical rib removals. Those were emergency procedures for my ballooning liver. Anytime I was in your office, you were always bending down. Do you know how many quarters I drop? Uh... Also, I don't know. Once... Once you told me you had gone further down the path to conquering death than any man alive. And uh, for some reason, I thought that's what you were talking about. I thought, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you were trying to somehow create the, recreate the sacred link of the ancient Ouroboros by linking your mouth to your own penis. No, I was, no, I was not. the cycle of eternity. I was talking about a contact in the Russian government making a special kind of pediasure out of stem cells. I understand that now, and I apologize. Okay. I just will hope, I just, can we let, leave the past in the past? I mean, it just, it, it, it troubles me. That's all. It troubles me that we, we left on such bad terms. You're Especially, right. Especially, I didn't know about this this new kind of pedia show with stem cells. Yeah. I mean, hey, I support stem education. Women in STEM. Uh... Tying cherry stems together with your tongue okay. and then spitting them out in like a weird bar. Look, I don't to want to show it. that you're, you're down to clown. I don't want it to be like this, Anthony, if you're here. I want to talk about things we have in common. Okay. That's, I, you know, that's fine. I okay. Think that's great. I th- we were vibing before and then we devolved into our old ways, our old habits of fighting. We bicker. But we, we bicker. bicker. We love each other. It's, it's our love language, I think. Like a, we're like a couple on a, on a CBS sitcom. Here's something I think you and I can bond over. Do you know who Preet Bharara is? Mm, refresh my memory. Well, he was the former uh, district attorney for the uh, district attorney. You got yeah. Ouroboros on the brain. Like, felt like he was the DA for eternity. Can I tell you that? I mean, this guy would not quit. This seems like something that, as a communications director, I should know, but no. Mm. He was a former DA for the Southern District of New York, which means uh, uh, he uh, was in charge of uh, all of the uh, big federal investigations into, uh, say, financial crimes, for example, say financial crimes committed in New York City, say financial crimes committed in New York City by real estate magnates. 
say, financial crimes committed in New York City by real estate magnates such as uh, the Durst Organization, such as the Kushner Organization, and such as the Trump Organization. Kushner Organization, uh, they make those Kush balls? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. That's Jared Kushner and his father. Inventor of the Kush ball. Yes. Anyway, he has a podcast. Okay. Preet All Barara. right, I believe you. Preet, Preet Barara, Barara has a podcast for WNYC, and uh, we are going to hear a clip from it now. I guess this week is Lisa Monaco, who has had a lot of titles. Um, I think the most appropriate to give to her is General Badass. Lisa most recently advised the President of the United States. For- Stop the clip. I didn't like any part of that. I don't like the jazzy score. I don't like General Badass. The only General Badass I know is General Grievous, and that guy rules. Oh, my God. The way he makes him spin around. Oh. <laughs> he's a robot, but he's a man. Good luck, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, you think you're a good Jedi? Try taking on four sabers at once. He's a Jedi robot. He's a robot Jedi. He's the next generation, Obi. I was trained in your Jedi arts by Count. Dooku. Mm-hmm. The guy who oh. beat Obi-Wan. Just that phrase. Sliced and diced him. Chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he chopped him up real good. Right. Obama on counterterrorism and homeland security. She also has done in her career all sorts of other things, including working with Robert Mueller on the Enron Task Force. Ooh, I'm scared. Robert Mueller's task force. Honestly, I think Robert Mueller is a, uh, a grade A uh, slice of bologna. Oh, and uh, the region of Italy where I'm from, that is uh, there is no higher insult. Uh, But I'm sorry, continue with the clip. Also worked for Janet Reno, also worked for Joe Biden. So when I say we want to interview on the show people who have been in the room, here's what I can say about Lisa Monaco. More than anyone else I know, she has been in the room where it happens. So that conversation is coming up right after this break. Now, if you're listening to this as I was, you would think, why did he say in the room where it happens? What he should have said was, we want to interview people who are in the room. And Lisa Monaco, she was definitely in the room or something like that. Just bring that little phrase back. But no, he uh, he clarifies it very shortly after. Stay tuned. Right, Hamilton, you get the Hamilton? Uh... The best part of that clip is you can hear the engineer go, ah. They love Hamilton. They love Hamilton. I don't get it, but whatever. I don't get it either. Hamilton sucks. I saw that show. I was there with Pence when they kicked him. Oh, really? And you you didn't make the news cycle, huh? No. How does that feel? Well, you know, at that time, no one really knew who I was besides... I, I one paper the, 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 the Houston Star reported Pence being there with a uh, Stanley Tucci impersonator... <laughs> Uh, but otherwise, I don't know. I've been under the radar at that point. I understand. Look, Hamilton, uh, this is his, uh, this is his, what his, his, uh, his signal to, uh, the liberal New York listeners. Oh, it's okay for us to like this, whatever it is. Yeah. Because, uh, Preet likes Hamilton too. This guy is one of us chosen few. You, we like Hamilton too. It's truly remarkable. Uh, but listen, if it's, if that's the shibboleth he, he, he needs to, to win over these just, just di- auto-filating New York li- limousine liberals, let him, let him use it. I don't know. My thing with this is, uh, the Hamilton thing comes very late. Even in that 52 second clip, we've already hit jazzy, uh, uh, bed music. Mm. We've hit the other day I was going down the street, and I decided I was going to start talking like this on the radio. You sound like a real Ira Glass right now. That's right. Ira Glass. I have influenced everyone, apparently, whoever wants to do this, including me. Where is Richard Simmons? Where is he? Oh, that guy. Let's all find him together. Oh, God. Welcome back to the episode, the, the, one of the fucking name of the show is where they solve the mystery show. Is it the mystery show? It's called Mystery Show? That's uh, bad. Welcome back to Mystery Show. But this week... Uh, I'm Starley Klein, and this week we find out uh, how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal. He won't tell anybody. <coughs> this is a this is a literal episode of a podcast. Forty minutes devoted to how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, he's hot, notoriously hard to measure because of his posture. 
He just he, he won't tell anyone. Oh. And you know what? It culminates in her talking to him on the phone. And he's like, he just tells her. The episode could have been 30 seconds long. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say to you now, sincerely, I am troubled that I am only learning of this now. Uh, are you saying, are you telling me that Jake Gyllenhaal's height is currently out there, pinned down and recorded? Yeah. So now Anthony. I can finally finish the measurements on the coffin I made for him? For my museum of human wax dot replicas? Yep. Can I leave this podcast early? We've got more stuff we got to talk about. Okay, that's fine. But that's before fair. we leave this topic, here's what I say. Here's what I want to say about Hamilton, right? Hamilton could is basically this beautiful. Look, Jesus Christ, where do you even fucking begin with Hamilton? First of all, the 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 terms of the American Revolution were so utterly bourgeois, with no no re- re- reference given at all to the immigrants depicted in that play who are now uh, celebrating that story. I I just think it's great that they can they've convinced themselves that um, us sending people to die because of uh, esoteric tax laws is somehow equivalent to. Uh, the like just insane systemized crime crime against the poor that we have in America today that no one does anything about. Exactly. The poor people of color, really anyone who can't afford a powdered wig was fucked in that whole going on. And yet let's sing about it for two hours and make liberals feel great about themselves. Oh, it's good that they got something, though. It's good. No, I just think it's great because uh, now we have something to uh, p- to talk about endlessly and show what great people we are it's true well the thing is you know what i think i think that the album of the year last year was the hamilton soundtrack do you go uh, go jump off a bridge oh, that was a joke okay i wasn't i okay this this stool is literally collapsing under my weight i gotta tell you i gotta tell you steve uh 12 pounds lighter and again you look like uh, a leave, just like rippling muscled wet puma. You look like you were you were like the like the ornament on a jaguar. You look like that little jaguar. Thank you. Uh, but you are breaking that stool. You are still very fat. I am. I mean, weight wise. Okay, I'm back. Well done. I just shit my pants again. Let's get deep. That's what Mark Marin does, Anthony. Let's get deep. Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. In which we are going to get to know the real Anthony Scaramucci. Uh, you, you know, that's fine. Uh, that's fine with me. Who was your first girlfriend? Uh, uh, Steve, you might know that I... Uh, pretty, I, It's pretty well documented that I, uh, I have a deep-seated fear of any kind of human love or relationships. Mm. Uh, I'm scared of and hate my family. Mm. Yes. Uh, you should get a new one. I, well. That's I mean, what I did, I mean, a the, bunch. Yeah, you've, you're on what, number four? The, yeah. Your fourth family? Yes. The point is, I never had much time for, 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 for human love. I mean, my first girlfriend, the most significant relationship I had in my adolescence was uh, when they first started putting peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. I love that. Uh, that was pretty good. You could describe that as my first love. If I mean, if you were being uh, honest, uh, I certainly gendered that that jar as a as a girl, and we were monogamous. So, yeah, I guess you I guess you could say that. Who was your last girlfriend? Mm, well, that would be you know tech, the woman who, of course, became my uh, my wife, uh, and then my ex wife. And then she became the focal point of all my paranoid fear. Mm. Uh, I see her in my dreams. Mm-hmm. She points and screams at me. Yeah. You know, I could tell you a story about my, my second ex-wife for a moment, if I could. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you know the story, because uh, mm. uh, I, I talked about it incessantly, even in those brief 10 days where we overlapped in the White House. Okay, go on. You know, she had this, this gaggle of friends, uh, uh, 
And, uh, you know, their vice was alcohol. Uh-huh. But they used to call her the white lady. I don't understand. Why? Well, because her vice uh-huh. was... Uh, I'm at a loss. Uh, like cocaine? Yes. Anyway, wow. I'm rooting for you and your, uh, you know, your old wife to get back together. I think that's that would be a good move for you. I I I don't know, Steve. Uh, I, ever since divorcing my wife, I've had a, a number of very rewarding relationships with some terrific inanimate objects that never hurt me, that don't yell at me. Mm. That don't tell me, take care of your son. Mm. Your son doesn't see you anymore. Mm. Uh, you know, paperweight, uh, a Thanksgiving centerpiece for a couple months. That mm. was cool. Good for you. Uh, uh, a, copper so- <laughs> a copper saucepan. Uh, a discount copy of The Hunger Games from Borders, which... Uh, by the way, Steve, uh, great job of shutting those down. Thank you very much. I know you are. I have been against open borders for a very long time, and uh, they've been wiped from this earth. Uh, yeah, you know, I had a bit of a, a, a lost weekend back in April with one of those paddles that casino dealers use to push the chips around. Those weird things that don't have a name. I don't know. It's just, it's hard. For, I'm the child of Italian immigrants going way, way back. But uh, both of my grandparents have had enormous impacts on American culture. Did you know this? No, I, I did you? not. I, yeah. uh, okay, I don't know. My, my, great, my grandfather, Salvatore Elios, he came to this country bringing a regional style of pizza making from Italy. Uh, I don't know. Every part of an Elios pizza is the best part. It gives you the best part of the pizza, Colby, the middle. Doesn't matter where you bite it. Doesn't matter what section you bite it. And kids will argue over what section of the Elio's pizza is the best section to eat. But it's an ultimately moot point, Colby, because it's all the best part of the pizza. How does a son live up to that? And is is Colby a member of your family? I forgot myself. Colby is actually the name of my, uh, I see a therapist, and usually when I'm yelling I completely, the heavy weight of my grandfather's pizza legacy. You see a therapist? Oh, yeah. Oh, so you're weak. <sighs> Steve, I'm trying, I'm trying not to fall back into this, into this conflict with you. I'm trying to open up to you, and I get it. You're a big man. You're a big, fat man. You, you got, you, you, you've got blotches. Of, you've, your face is covered in gin blossoms. You look like a white pizza mm-hmm. with red pepper on it. Yeah. Sorry, I've got pizza in the brain. I actually uh, see two therapists. Okay. Hagen and Das, baby. You're a true monster, Steve. Uh, I eat ice cream when I feel sad, yeah, and it gives me the strength to go on. Do you still want to know about me and my life? Yeah, you're, you I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you know? you're right. I, I want to gloat that you can afford something a, a couple tears up from Briars. No, I, I want to I wanna have a Louis C.K. Mark Marin style mea culpa with you. So go on, please. Uh, I don't know. What else is there to know? Uh, my family comes from from the region of Beefaroni, Italy. Uh... <laughs> My my grandmother, you uh, you know that book Strega Nona. You know that children's book Strega Nona, mm-hmm. where it's about the lady uh, and she makes way too much pasta to teach kids about the value of pasta. Uh, that's her. Uh, pretty. It's a it's a famous book. It, she, she was a one of it, uh, uh, in the in the old tongue we called her a Strega Spaghetti, which means a, a pasta witch. Hmm. Uh, it's just hard living under that 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 weight, that legacy. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just very difficult for me. I feel that. I feel that from you, Anthony. I feel that from you. Okay. Who who are your guys? I I have no one. When was the last time you had an organic erection? I guess, I don't know. I had this thing with one of those, uh, those, 
those things that, that sit on the desk of fancy executives that got all the pens in them that like point around. Oh, cool. That gave me uh, my first chub in, in, in maybe 15 years. That's cool. Apropos of nothing. Yeah, chubs are pretty cool. Steve, uh, we, we only have so much time left, uh, and I would love it if you would, uh, you know how on Pod Save America they do the ads where they're like, read, they read the copy and they're like, this is weird. Yeah, I mean, I listen to Pod Save America every week. I read it too. Uh, uh, on their Patreon. I read it too and I laugh. I laugh at them. I laugh at them. But anyway, they do ads for Blue Apron, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to do what they do during an ad over Blue Apron, and we're going to do it better. Okay, yeah, I like that. I use Blue Apron. Oh, yeah? Oh, for sure. I love Blue Apron. I I, 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 I use it. They send me all the different the ingredients, and I get to mime the experience of being part of a healthy nuclear family, <laughs> while, in fact, they live many miles away, and my house is full of ghosts. Uh, I have a vacuum cleaner and a dress that I tell not to worry about cooking tonight, and mm-hmm. I just uh, make very well-portioned... Uh, uh, I don't know what they do, like a bean casserole? Like a tilapia with, uh, with a mustard wasabi? I always thought a tilapia was a car. <laughs> Am I alone on this? I believe it is a fish that is the size of a car. I believe it is one of those uh, lodge fish. You know what I'm thinking of? What? A jalopy. Now, that's funny because I always thought that a jalopy was a kind of jungle cat. It's weird, the human, the human brain. It is. Let's read this ad. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you're, you're familiar, but in the, so basically uh, we'll read the copy. And then we'll be like, "Dude, yeah, we'll just we'll just shit on." That's it. what they do, and it's one of the most successful podcasts in the country. And they're doing live shows, which we will be doing a live show. By the way, we will be doing a live show yeah. of Steve Bannon the podcast. And I know you're you're sitting out there and you're thinking to yourself, "A live podcast is maybe the worst form of live entertainment ever brought to the stage in any context whatsoever." And I'm including six hour operas in that umbrella. I'm including uh, um, Donald Trump's rallies in that. I'm telling you right now that I know people who host radio shows at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Radio Free Brooklyn. And that guy would rather go to a Donald Trump rally than to a live podcast event. My therapist feels the same way. But the thing is, people say they hate live podcast events, and they do. And they should, because they're bad. But, you know, any given Sunday... You go down to the goddamn bell house and it's full up with uh, just gawky uh, tweed clab mid-twenties liberals who think they're going to laugh, but nothing's funny. So they just clap. But then it's just a bunch of clapping and nothing gets achieved and everyone leaves feeling empty. I just want to say that a, a genuine atri- achievement of us and our movement, a genuine achievement is the coinage and uh dispersion of the term cuck because cuck describes the people you're describing to such a t and they need to be described as such i was talking to a friend the other day and he's like i i I, he was like oh i picked up my uh the dry cleaning from from my from my wife and i was like you cuck as (laughs) you do obviously and he said just he's like your mom's a cuck and i said buddy my dad's a cuck my mom's a hot wife, and she fucks the bull. Educate yourself. But more and more people are learning these terms that were beforehand reserved for people whose uh, ideas of masculinity were so uh, outrageously violent and toxic that they needed to be somehow uh, leashed, subverted, and put away. Uh, and now... Everyone knows what you're talking about when you say it, cuck. Mm-hmm. And it saves me telling people, Google it, which I hate to say. Yeah, that's right. Because Lord knows that uh, uh, the movement to perhaps make uh, uh, men less uh, uh, red-faced, angry hockey fans in general in their treatment of not only each other, uh, but everyone around them. It deserves de- constant derision. It deserves, yes, it deserves constant derision. Uh...
I've lost the train on this. We're going to do a Blue Apron ad. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, today, Today's episode of the Steve Bannon Podcast is also brought to you by Blue Apron, the online service that sends new ingredients and recipes right through your door for you to prepare. Now, now if this was Positive America, you would be like, um, uh, um, uh, uh, I, I love Blue Apron. And, uh, me and my, me and my, my SO, uh, use it all the time. We cooked it twice this week. What's an SO? It stands for, uh, significant other. Which I, I was, it was news to me. It was news to me. I don't know me. what that could possibly be. I thought it. No it, one is important to me except for myself. Yeah, I thought it stood for son of, and they just forgot the B. The B. Oh, I got you. I mean, listen. Yeah, I can do some riffs if you want. Okay. I mean, just off the off the cuff. Yeah. Blue Apron sends it right through my door. What, through the doggy door? What do you mean? What, that's bursting through like the Kool-Aid man? Right? That's dumb. How'd yeah. that get past copy? A guy, a guy in a literal Blue Apron <laughs> bursts through your drywall and goes, oh, yeah. Now, that is a service I would continue to use. Take this kale. Oh, what a bunch of morons at Blue Apron. <laughs> and even dumber, the people who subscribe to the service. You know you can go to a supermarket and do the same thing. But I digress. Anthony, I feel like, uh, I feel like you and I have made some real progress today. Oh, it's just like old times. I feel like we're getting along. It's just like you and me, back how it used to be. That's right. At the dog fight, just vibing, screaming. The, the dog fights we used to go to. Yeah. Together. Yeah. I remember. It's hard finding men as deplorable as me who would consent to attend such an event, which is one of the main reasons I valued your friendship and have mourned its passing. Look, I, I you know, you want to go to a dog fight after this? Yes. Wow. Oh, no, I know a nooner up in Greenpoint. Perfect. Let's do it together. Now, there's a couple things uh, here before we close out the show that I want to do. You and I are going to do something together, of course. But first, I want to I want to uh, uh, just say for a moment that, yes, I am out of the White House. I'm back at Breitbart News. I'm uh, campaigning to primary any Republican who doesn't vote completely in line with the extreme right-wing agenda of uh, Donald Trump and all of those around him. Uh, and when I left, when I was uh, unceremoniously removed, there was a lot of uh, clapping uh, on the left and in the center that this uh, uh, guy with uh, white nationalist views and a, a a line of thinking that is completely unin-line with... Uh, uh, not only the uh, mainstream of the Republican Party, but uh, the entire left and much of what this country values uh, uh, from its founding. There was a lot of clapping like, oh, he's gone. Uh, President Bannon, as I was known, is now uh, out of the White House. Uh, and it was a little, little victory for all of us who are concerned. And I want to say in no uncertain terms that the damage I did uh, has already been done. It is continuing to happen behind the scenes by many people I installed in that organization. Uh, and I am still at work, perhaps even more fired up now because I had a taste of this thing that I wanted and then lost it. So if you think for a minute that I am just a fun podcast host now, albeit I am fun and I am a podcast host, it's going to take you and all of your friends to undo even a fraction of what I have done to this country. Anthony, let's sing Karma Chameleon now. Okay. I'll take the first verse, and then we'll sing the choruses together. I think that's There's the loving in your eyes all the way. If I listened to your lies, what would you say? I'm a man without conviction I'm a man who doesn't know How to sell a contradiction You come and go You come and go Come a 
come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. You come and go. You come and go. Loving would be easy if your colors were like my dreams. Red, gold, and green. Red, gold, and green. Anthony. Work every day. Come on. And you used to be so sweet, I heard you say. again now me that too never change let's do a band and lives on three one two three band and lives, lives. 